Okay. <clears throat> Turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 17. While we're getting there, um, Paul, Paul wrote 13 books that we have in our New Testament. Um, he wrote uh, three books, uh, or four books, uh, Timothy, Titus, and Philemon to individuals. He wrote uh, the rest of the books except Romans. Romans, he had not visited Romans uh, Rome. Uh, he knew about the church in Rome because of uh, Priscilla and Aquila that were tent makers along with him. Uh, he wanted to go to Rome and he ultimately did go to Rome, but he wrote this book. Um, he wrote Rome while, um, excuse me, he wrote Romans before he got there. Um, now, Acts is the history book of the New Testament. In the 16th chapter of Acts, we see that uh, Paul and Silas were at Philippi. And one of the big things about this was, uh, um, is, the, uh, is the jailer there uh, at, at uh, Philippi. And, and they had been beaten and put in prison. And in the middle of the night, you know, the Lord... Uh, opened the gates, so to speak, and Paul said, we're still here. And the jailer took them to his house, and he bound up their wounds, and he preached to them, and Scripture says that uh, he, the Philippian jailer, and his household was saved. Um, then... They went back to jail, <laughs> went back to jail and waited for the next day. And the next day, uh, they said, uh, y'all just leave because they found out that they were Roman citizens and that was a wrong thing to do to beat a Roman citizen as unmercifully as they did. Well, it was wrong anyway. So they said, y'all just leave. And Paul said, oh, no, no, no. Says, you did it publicly. <laughs> if you want us to leave, uh, we want somebody to come see us. Uh, this is all Bill's words. Let me read some of it. The policeman reported these words to the chief magistrate, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. And they came and appealed to them, and when they had brought them out, they kept begging them to leave the city. And they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia. And when they saw the brethren, they encouraged them, and departed. So 17th chapter we pick up right now. And when they had traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, and where there was a synagogue of the Jews. According to Paul's custom, he went to them, and he was there three Sabbaths, reasoning uh, with them from scriptures, explaining and giving evidence that Christ had to suffer rise again from the dead and saying, This Jesus whom I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. Let me pause right there. What's another word for Christ? Messiah. Messiah. 
And that, that's, I mean, the Jews were looking for the Messiah. So he says, I'm proclaiming to you Christ. Verse 4. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas along with a large number of God-fearing Greeks and a number of the leading women. But the Jews, becoming jealous and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar, attacking the house of Jason. They were speaking and bringing them out to the people. When they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some brethren before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have upset the world have come here also. Jason was, has welcomed them, and they are act contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, Jesus. Now, let me pause again. The civil authority at this time was Rome. The religious authority was the Jews, if you were Jewish. And the Romans allowed the Jews to do their thing as long as they kept quiet. They, they didn't want a lot, of, a lot of ruckus. The Rome didn't. And that was part of the whole thing when Jesus was crucified. You know, let's keep down the, 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 the ruckus here and just uh, let's yield to, to, uh, to what Caesar has to say. So they keep coming. Every time the Jews came back, they brought in Caesar. You know, what's Caesar going to say about this? So the argument here was that Paul and them was saying that Jesus is a king, a king of the Jews, written on his, as he was crucified. And so therefore, they, they said, There's, don't have an allegiance toward Rome. Verse 8, they stirred the crowd and the city authorities heard these things. And when they had received a pledge from Jason and the others, they released them. The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word great with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Therefore many of them believe, along with the prominent Greek women and men, but the Jews of Thessalonica found out that the word of God was being proclaimed by Paul in Berea also. They came there as well, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul uh, out uh, to go out as far as the sea, and Silas and Timothy remained there. Now those who escorted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and received a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, and they left. Okay, go back to your map. This, this time, look at the top part, Paul's second missionary journey. Uh, you see it started down there at Jerusalem in the lower right-hand corner. They went up to Antioch, 
and they went through all this orange part up here is Galatia. And that's where Pastor Bobby has been preaching to us in, in Galatians. And, and we see Derby, Lystra, Iconium. Uh, those are some prominent places. Uh, but he wrote the book of Galatians to all of this area. Now you see in the middle of it, um, the seven churches that Paul wrote, wrote to in, in, um, in Revelation. You see Pergamum, Thyatira, Smyrna, uh, Ephesus, um, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. Um, and, of course, Colossae was one of the, the churches that he wrote to. This was on his first mis missionary journey. Then he said, let's go over to Macedonia. And you see the yellow. Now, <clears throat> look down at the bottom. The yellow is, is all Greece now. And the little islands out there, Rhodes, Crete, all these out here, uh, Patmos, all of these are little Greek islands, and that's where they are today. Uh, as you see there, uh, Thessalonica is now called Thessaloniki <laughs> uh, there. So when let's go up to the top map again. When he was there at Troas, that you remember Paul had um, the Lord appeared to him, and he says, come over to Macedonia and help us. And so he did. And we just read about Philippi and then Amphipolis. And then we see down there Apollonia. And then he went up to Thessalonica. And then, then to Berea. And then down to Athens, to Corinth, to Ephesus, and back to Jerusalem. So what we're looking at now is... Uh, uh, Paul leaving according to what we find in Acts that Dr. Luke wrote. Um, he went uh, from Philippi, Amphipolis, Apollonia to Thessalonica. So let's talk a little bit about um, uh, Thessalonica. Now, we've, we've talked a little bit um, in here when we did... Uh, Psalms 119 about the word. Uh, I sent you a, um, an email on um, YouTube about how to study the Bible, and we've talked about that. That context is everything. You know, if you were, if you're a realtor, you know, it's location, location, location. If you're looking at scripture, it's context, context, context. And the three things that, that uh, nail context down is who wrote it, to whom was it written, and what was the purpose of the writing. So we're going we're gonna to look here. Now turn in your Bible to Thessalonians. As normal, Paul starts out, Paul, 
Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace to you and peace. So Paul right quick tells that he is the author along with Silas which is another name for Silvanus, Silas and Timothy. So they wrote it. Mainly, Paul wrote it. Scholars pretty much give all the credence to, to, to Paul. However, um, Timothy keeps coming up as well as Silas coming up as they're there. And the, he wrote it to this city that they were in. Now, scriptures tells us what we just read, that they, he was there for three Sabbaths. Some people, some authors or commentaries say three months. Uh, scripture says three Sabbaths. That's three weeks to me. But, but we don't know how long he was there, but three weeks or three months but he was there long enough to upset the Jews, as we just read, and they ran him out. Uh, now, Thessalonica was a capital and a large city uh, of, um, of what we now know as Greek, uh, Greek, and it was on a major road to Rome, so it was a big trade trade. Uh, uh, place. I'm I'm reading off of the sheet there. If you if you follow me here, uh, the church at Thessalonica, and uh, as it was Paul's custom, he immediately uh, located the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews for three Sabbaths concerning Jesus Christ. While some of them were persuaded, a great number of devout Greeks and leading women. The unbelieving Jews became jealous and created the uproar. Now, going up a little bit, he said he just left Philippi. Philippi was 66 miles from, from Thessalonica. You could walk it in three days. So it's a three days journey um, uh, from, from Philippi to Thessalonica. Now, Time and place of the writing. Uh, it says down there, this would put it somewhere around 52 A.D. Now, Paul was converted around 35 A.D. And he lived, he was martyred, and understand when we say dates in Scripture, it's subjective because we don't, we don't really know unless it's tied to an event that we can verify. But a lot of these dates are, are subjective, so I'm telling you what, what I've read. Paul was converted about 35 A.D., and then he was martyred about 67 or 68 A.D., so it was about 33 years. I found that interesting. You know, he was on the job for about 33 years, and Jesus lived his uh, was for 33 years too. Now, 
we keep coming back to some marks in history that we can tie dates to. We can tie dates to uh, uh, when the temple in Jerusalem was demolished in 70 A.D. And we go back to when the Jerusalem council was when Paul and Barnabas went back to Jerusalem and say, all these people said, we got to do this. And, and the elders there says, no, stay away from blood, keep clean sexually. And, and he says, do what you know to do, take care of the poor. And, and that was the crux of the matter there. So when these events are not mentioned in Scripture, it was either before that they happened. So uh, we, don't, we don't know exactly, but we're saying that this uh, was around 52 A.D. Now, the other part that we're saying is that Thessalonians was probably the first book that Paul wrote. And we know that he stayed in Corinth a year and a half. And everybody says that he wrote the book at Corinth. He wrote back to the Thessalonians um, at, at Corinth. And the reason he did, in a lot of regard, was to encourage these new disciples in the faith because they, they were grown up in all kind of persecution. Uh, we, we, we have no idea. We have no idea what the persecuted church today is going through. China and the Muslim countries, you know, it's just terrible. Uh, we have freedom here that we can come and worship. Not worship, burn a flag. Do whatever you want to do, and we have freedoms to do these things. Um, but Paul wrote back, and he said, I want to encourage you as young believers um, to keep on keeping on. And it was fresh in his mind because he had just had to leave uh, because they were after him. And um, the people there said, leave, go. Um, and he went to Berea, and they received him. It says they were more noble than the other people, as we just read there in Acts. And then he left there, and he went to Athens. And you remember when he was in Athens, that's when he preached the, the message at Mars Hill. While he was waiting for Paul and Silas to come back, he roamed around the city. And, and you know the story there. He saw this was an unknown God. Okay, so to answer the question on, on, on where we are, um, it was Paul that wrote it with some help, maybe from, from, Paul and, uh, from Silas and Timothy. Uh, it was written to um, a group of believers in Thessalonica that had, that had grown up because of persecution there. Uh, and then he wrote it, uh, the reason he wrote it was for that. Now, down at the bottom of that first page there, it says, therefore, we can summarize by saying that Paul's purpose in writing was, and this is in bold, to 
praise them for their steadfastness under persecution to instruct them in holy living and the next page to correct any misunderstanding especially about the second coming now as we go through Philippians we're going to get into the second coming now when I was a younger man I was all I, I don't know how, how, how to say it but th it was a big deal to me the second coming the older I get it's not a big deal <laughs> now we're going to go through it Art and I will we'll tell you the, the views about um, the second coming as we understand it now don't misunderstand it I'm a premillennial <laughs> fundamental uh, Baptist you know and that means that <clears throat> I believe that <clears throat> we will be raptured out of the out before the tribulation now the reason I have I have changed my views about a lot of preaching about the tribulation the tribulation has a lot to do with Satan I don't like that I'm not gonna I'm not, I don't want to do a lot of study about Satan. I, I, I want to see what Jesus has done. And so it's changed, it's changed what I, I think. I also think that we don't preach it enough because the anticipation of the Lord's second coming would make a big difference in the way we live. We would be more evangelistic. We would be more uh, upbeat and try and try to lead our family and those we love uh, to the Lord. Uh, we just don't hear it much anymore. We just don't. Uh, there was a time, but let's look at some scripture. Uh, Paul closes out each chapter with a comment about the second coming. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, that is Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath to come. Look at chapter 2, verse 19. For who is our hope or joy or crown, or exultation. It is not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming. Look at chapter 3, verse 13. So that he may establish your hearts without blame and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all the saints. Chapter 4. Uh, here he talks about, um, look at verse 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. Look at chapter 5, verse uh, 23. Now may God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame 
at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in this short book that we have of 1 Thessalonians, Paul keeps coming back to this thing of the Lord's coming. Paul, throughout his epistles, all of them, Paul was hung up on the resurrection. The Lord, the Lord ascended into heaven and he's coming back for us. Uh, when? We don't know. Peter says, a thousand years with the Lord is a day, and a day is a thousand years. We just have no idea. Okay. Uh, key verse in 1 Thessalonians. You see that in this page there. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 3, 12 through 13. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you so that he may establish your hearts blameless and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. May the Lord increase and abound in love toward one another. Going back to talking about Israel a minute. The thing that separates normal people from people like Hamas is love. They have absolutely no human life doesn't mean anything. They don't value their own life. If they take their own life you know, they're martyred and they have this silly notion of the 70 versions, you know, which makes no sense to me. Love. God is love. When we went through John, we, we've talked, we talked about that. When we went through 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, we talked about the love of God. And Paul says here, to make, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another. And that's why we should be concerned about our family who doesn't know the Lord Jesus, our friends and loved ones. Uh, and Thessalonians is the bright spot in the New Testament uh, for uh, preaching that the Jesus is coming back, and he is. When? I don't know. And if anybody puts a date on them, you mark them, because they don't know either. They don't know either. So with that, we'll, that's the introduction to uh, Thessalonians. Art will pick up with, uh, with the book next week, and we'll go, we'll go from that. Any questions? Any comments? Okay. All right. I hope I haven't muddied the water too much. Right. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for loving us and being with us. We thank you for taking care of us, and Father, we trust you in everything. 
we don't understand current events. We don't understand uh, end times. But we believe you and we trust you. And we believe you are going to take care of us. And so there we just rest in, in your promise. So be with us, Lord, and as we go from this place and bless everything that's said and done today. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.